Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Tamale, the emails we guys were getting from all of you guys about expired Palooza, you guys are getting it. I am so grateful that so many of you are actually on the phones and you're hunting those expireds and you're starting to, some of you for the first time ever, realize that it is actually some of the easiest business you can go after, especially this time of year. Do not back off. Do not stop if you do not know what I'm talking about right now. Today, literally today, talk about being in the right place at the right time, people, you're there. And yesterday, and really maybe for the next three or four days, one of the best times of the year to hunt expireds. The next best time of the year to hunt expireds is going to be actually at the end of this month going into New Year's. Just to hit the high re- highlights as to why. Number one, there's more expireds than there ever have been, at least in the past 10 years in most markets. Some of mark, some markets you're seeing expires for the first time you really have in the past five years. Number two, agents aren't working. You know it's true. It's true for some of you, right? So number right. three is folks are answering their phones because they're home, because they're taking downtime, because they're on break, because they're whatever, 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 right? Easier to make contacts, less competition, more opportunity. That is what I call a tri- trifecta of money. Go after it. If you do not know what to say, if you do not know how to say it, Use our scripts. They're all there. It's not difficult. Ring, ring, hello, Mr. Seller. Hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. I was surprised to see your home came up on our computers and expired listing, and I was calling to see if you're interested in getting it sold. No, we decided to wait after the holidays. We decided to burn it down. We decided to keep it. We decided to make it door rental. We decided to whatever. Mr. Seller, listen, keeping the house until after the holidays and putting it back for sale in the spring is probably the best thing for you. But let me ask you a real quick question. If I were to swing by with a buyer, or if there were a buyer, you guys can say it as general as you want. I am not telling you to say you have a buyer. Do not lie unless you do. If there were a buyer that wanted to purchase your house and closure on your schedule, and this buyer had no issues with their inspection, no issues with their appraisal, no issues with any aspect of closing on the property, and the check I hand you at closing meets or exceeds your expectations, in other words, Mr. Seller, this is the buyer you'd been hoping for, you'd at least consider selling the house to him, wouldn't you? Well, I suppose I would, you know, if you had a buyer like that. Well, excellent, Mr. Seller. Of course you would. So, by the way, Mr. Seller, when the house does sell, where were you going next? Well, we're moving to Colorado. Colorado, that is exciting. Congratulations. Ideally, how soon do you need to be there? Well, we'd like to be there by the spring. By the spring. Ouch. And then you go to the rest of the script. Guys, is that difficult what I just said? Is it challenging what I just said? Script warning. Script warning. Let me just point out some pearls as Howard Britton would have said, okay, script warning. Yes. Number one, you made this point. You are not promising that you, quote, have a buyer unless you actually do, which is a really killer excuse to be calling expireds, by the way. But if you don't, you're saying, if I had a buyer, if there were a buyer, okay, what you're right. doing there is you're testing their motivation. Because if I then respond saying, well, I don't care if you do have a buyer, i got to take a break until spring. Maybe you'll dig deeper, maybe you won't. But if I say, well, yes, I would at least consider it. Now, that's point number two, pearl number two. You said, would you at least consider their offer? 
you didn't say, would you take their offer? You said, would you consider their offer considering that they would close under your time frame and make it so that you could move under your parameters? You're basically, what you're doing with that whole script, and by the way, listeners, this is going to be in a replay. You can listen to it over and over and over. Listen to it 10 times before you pick up the phone but to call really, your expert really, and you'll be ready to go. They really do okay, need but, the whole script. And the whole, they really do need the well, whole script. So you, use the entire script. That way you can pre-qualify them. That way you set the appointment. That way you, you know, go through the whole process. Um, and on members, it's on the website. Just download and use, and download and use it. But here, here's the thing you have to keep in mind. This expires. Let's talk about this. Some of you guys have really shitty mindsets about expireds. Yeah. I hear it all the time. You think they expired because somehow they're it's like expired milk or cheese. You you literally have this visualization, visualization some of you. Yeah, there's green mold growing on these houses. Well, no. in some cases that's true, okay? I'm not saying that not all of them, you know, some of them are going to be turkeys, no doubt. But here's the thought for you. Most of these houses not they expired because maybe they're slightly priced positioned above the market, i.e. overpriced. Maybe they had really crappy marketing as far as pictures. You guys know all these types of things. You've seen these houses in the MLS. Oftentimes what it takes is simply taking the house off the market, like you know, it's gonna expire, you get it relisted, it gets a new MLS number, at least it's with a fresh uh, agent, fresh broker. If your MLS number isn't restarted, you know, some markets you have to wait ninety days, which is insane if you ask me. New broker should have a new number, have no idea why it doesn't work that way. But in any event, giving it a fresh approach. Fresh pictures, fresh this, fresh that. Shows up in the MLS as a new listing, even if it does show the DOM as being a cumulative, it doesn't really matter. It's still going to be a new listing. You will be stunned and amazed how many of those houses sell right away. Even though, even if they've been for sale for six months, they didn't sell. You know, you might even have a mindset there's something wrong with them just for the very fact that you took new pictures, new description, put it in the MLS at a slightly new price or sometimes even the same price that it expired at. It's going to sell in the, in the 30 days. You'll have that experience, I promise you, and some of you will even feel guilty because it's so easy because you sold them so quick. And all it took was essentially just basically putting it back in the MLS as a fresh listing. That's the magic. Now, what do we know about expired specifically? We know that virtually all of them. And I don't. I won't waste time because we want to finish our subject from yesterday, um, giving you the statistics. But here's what we know: virtually every single expired relists within six months. A vast majority of them. Listeners, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Or are you thinking about working on your website? Or are you thinking about becoming a, or buying uh, impressions or leads? Or are you thinking about sending out a tweet or liking some posts and thinking to yourself, that's work? Or are you actually listening? Are you learning about what it's going to take to actually put you in a position? to help people and make money. Are you with me, listeners? I think I just heard 160,000 people say, amen. Yes. <laughs> we know that most of them relist within six months. A vast majority of them, guys, like half, relist within the first 30 days. Use our script. They're all going to say something. We decide not to sell. We decide to burn it down. We decide to rent it. We decide to wait to the spring. They're all going to say that. Virtually every single one of the agents you're, uh, who might also be competing, which this time of year we know it's going to be virtually none, but if you were to be competing, calling that seller against another agent, most other agents will not know how to c overcome the objection that that seller just threw out, and that will be the end of the call. We have a copywritten, we call it a zinger, it's a script, that will help you overcome that objection. Move forward, get the seller's motivation, and set the appointment. Please, guys, come the heck on. You know, you're listening to us. I know you're interested in improving yourself and your business. I know you're interested in making 2017 your best year ever. I just told you how, right? I did. 
and this is just one of the gazillions of things we teach you to do at the coach at, in our coaching program. Ex, hunting expireds should be one of the pillars, one of the spokes of your real estate practice. It should be one of the absolute first things that you learn to master as a new agent or as an experienced agent. If you've not mastered it, go back and master it. In a market like what we're in, it is a gold mine. There's nothing better. I do not care what clever Facebook marketing widget you guys are thinking might basically be your easy button. This will require some effort, will require some skill, but the results will speak for themselves. Julie, do you want to pivot or uh, read some emails, or do you want to get right to our topic? Uh, just, it's up to you. Just some quick, some quick emails. I love. We've had so many this morning with uh, agents kind of checking in with how many expireds they found. My high watermark so far is a great coaching client in Maricopa County, uh, Arizona. Two hundred and forty-three expireds. Think she can do a little bit of fun cherry picking. Did we drive there? through there? Absolutely. Yeah, did, I'm did sure you we and I did. drive through Maricopa in August. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may have been lost. We did. We're there, in Maricopa. But, um, yeah. yeah, and so lots of great hunting grounds there. So with that many, she can really go through the fine-tooth comb and say, all right, well, I can see this one's like one price reduction away. It's in a great neighborhood, great schools. I should be able to sell sell that. So what she's well, doing is Julie, she's going to prioritize. Go ahead. Well, let, no, let's be careful about that because if you start throwing that out there to folks that have not started prospecting, you know damn well they're going to thin the herd to the point where they're only having now, to call three. Chris is allowed right. to do that because she's highly experienced, because she's done it before, and because she's going to the door with pre-listing package in hand, highly polished. This is not for everyone to say, well, I'm just going to spend the next six hours researching every last property. Okay, because you make a good so here's point. What I, they just get distracted by that. Yeah. Oh, Go well, they'll not only get distracted, they'll use it as an excuse. They'll say, oh, that's too far yeah. from, that's not in my area. That's not in my price right. range. That's not in my neighborhood. No, you call them all. Call them all. Your number one criteria is their motivation, okay? And I tell people all the time, you are not buying the house. I don't care if you think it's ugly or you don't like that neighborhood. You're not buying it. You don't have to live there. All you care about is their highest level of motivation because the more motivated they are, the more likely they are to cooperate, let you price it right, and that will be your next sale. So motivation is more important than anything. Go ahead. Don't convince yourself if you're – you know, a lot of you guys are going to be uncomfortable calling on the more expensive stuff. Well, I'm going to give you a little secret. So if I were coaching you, this is what I would do. On an actual coaching call, this will mean that automatically 99% of you will never want to be coached by me, but that's okay. On an actual coaching call, we would, I would basically have a list of all the expires in your marketplace. I would not tell you the sale price. I would send you the phone numbers and the names and whatnot, and then we would start calling. I would listen, and you would call, and I would not tell you the price range. And here's what you would discover. Listeners, please listen to what your coach is saying. You would find that the upper-end sellers are almost always easier to set appointments with than the lower-end sellers. Why? Because most agents are terrified to call the upper-end sellers, so you will find less competition. I know for many of you that's counterintuitive, but I'm here to tell you that hunting expires in upper-end markets is something that most agents think they're too good to do. So those are absolutely positively the greatest target markets. My wife and I, when we sold real estate, Oh, that's right. Your coach has sold real estate. Make sure if you're thinking about hiring a coach, you ask if they ever sold real estate before. We sold real estate. We went to a, from a market where the average sale price, where we were selling hundreds of houses, where the average sale price was around 200, 225 grand, and we moved to a market where the average sale price was close to a million dollars. I promise you, it was easier to get listings and be successful in that upper end market than it was in our market. 
The agent. Look, I don't want to bag on. I don't want to bag on agents. Just use that as your takeaway. Have that experience yourself, and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. The upper end markets in your market, in my market, in every market are some of the best markets to go after expired. So do not freak yourself out. Do not overscreen. Do not overprune. Now I'm going to give you another one, Julie. Do you remember this? You know, I was telling a coaching client about this the other day. And I didn't remember the details, but I figured you would. I was remembering this for the radio. Do you remember we had some listing, as some weird little cheapy – I even remember it being a mobile home or something just weird mm-hmm. that we normally would never list. And mm-hmm. it was something that showed up. It was a referral or something weird. And this is way, way back. This is like 25 years ago. But that one listing turned out was this some relative or secretary to some executive at a company and the and she sang our praises to him, and he ended up sending us a whole bunch of transactions from relocating executives, or he hooked us up with their HR department. We mm-hmm. became the relocation contact. Do you remember that? Well, the, there are quite a, a handful of stories that now at this point are kind of blending in my memory, but one of the ones that I remember was actually – you remember the house was, that was nicknamed the Duck Blind? It was like an expired that turned for sale by owner, and it, it was not a great house. I mean, it was hardly able to be even be called a house. But she worked for, and this may be a different story, but she worked for the owner of a car dealership who was selling his house. Her house was like nothing, 50 grand or something, which we sold, got both sides on, made her happy, all was good, she bought with us. But that what that breadcrumb led to was her boss sold with us. We got both sides of that. He was getting divorced, sold a house to him and to his new ex-wife. And then that turned, I think we traced like seven deals to that. So you never know. This goes under that it's too soon to tell type of conversation. So I think really what you may be driving at here, Tim, is to not over-pre-qualify expireds for sale by owners, leads in general. them all. Do not think you're too good or not think you're, do not think you're not good enough. Call them all. Well, so I'm thinking of April Broomfield, who emailed me this morning. She lives in central Mississippi. She said, 31 expireds just today. She said, I'm so glad your podcast gave me the heads up on December. She says, it's like Christmas already. (laughs) So that's the right attitude, April. Go get them. And with 31, you should be able to make contact with all 31. That's not uh, unheard of. That's absolutely oh, there's a no great phone, There's no phone numbers. There's no phone numbers. I don't have phone numbers. I can't call them. I can't go knock on their door. Right. Go, and by the way, there's no do not knock list. So that kind of circumvents the whole phone number thing anyway that some of you exactly. like to use. <laughs> right. Come on, guys. Okay. Enough, in, uh, enough with your excuses. Yes, Julie, sorry. Look, ahead, uh, sorry. Kathy Welsh in Jefferson, Ohio fellow Buckeye, 43 expired listings in just a 25-mile radius of her home. So that's what her mission is, 43, and that's just today. There will be more tomorrow. So I always tell them, happy hunting. You're here to be of service. Find the people who need you the most. Make them your next listings. So I can't recognize everyone who sent all this great expired on the street reporting. Keep on keep those emails coming in. We respond to them as much as possible, and I usually throw out a challenge. How many of them can you list before Christmas, for example? How many appointments will you set between now and Monday? Which brings me to my next point. Next most common question on expireds, when is the best time to call? Now, my obnoxious coach's answer is anytime you can make yourself do it, okay? There's no, like, magical half hour where everyone's going to be home. So I – they're all home, you know. There's some yes. bat signal in the, the stars in the sky. align. Yeah. Right. I wish that would be easier, 
But I am a big fan of at least one or two weekday evenings, especially for people you guys keep trying to call at 10 a.m. when they're at work and you hit their voicemail. So weekday evenings, Saturday mornings, um, one of my clients is going to do all day Sunday because there's so many expireds to go after. So yes, in the morning, yeah, you guys do get the objection. I've already, you know, talked to five agents. That happens at 7 a.m., 7.30, 7.45, 8 a.m., 8.45. It doesn't really matter. You're going to hear that now and then. So I guess, you know, call is the answer. There's no magical half hour or hour. Would you add to that, well, Tim? Would but, you? Well, okay, so I had, a, I had a great question today, and we are going to fit, we only have two topics to round out what we were talking about the past couple of days, which is 12 killer qualities of a true entrepreneur. Hopefully, you guys listening to us talk, you're getting your entrepreneurial, uh, you know, you guys are getting motivated as entrepreneurs as, as to the opportunity that's right in front of you. But I had a question. Someone asked me if we were to get back in real estate, what we would do. And I thought to myself, well, don't you listen to us on the radio every day? Haven't you seen the website content? You think I would do something different than what I told all of you guys to do? <laughs> I said, no, I wouldn't. Julie and I would do what we used to do. This is forever ago, but we used to literally every single day. She and I would get up around 6 a.m. We would do some form of exercising, get our acts together. Then we'd hit the phones. We'd basically be at work, quote, unquote, at 8 o'clock, start calling at 8.30. And what Julie and I would do is we would compete to see who set the first pre-qualified listing appointment for that day. And whoever set the first pre-qualified listing appointment for that day, whoever didn't, had to uh, make dinner for the other person. Now, the other thing that I did, because I did not like prospecting. Oh, neither did Julie. Neither did 99% of you. But what I would do is give myself permission to no longer have to prospect after I set one pre-qualified listing appointment. But I could not stop until I set one pre-qualified listing appointment. You guys get it? And what would yeah. happen? Sure enough, we'd get we would you know when you have that mindset, it's in any market you can accomplish that goal. I know it seems extreme for some of you guys. You get you don't believe us. You think I'm. You guys think I'm like puffing up some story. I'm not. It's the truth. This is not difficult to do. I can give you guys lots of examples of brand new agents that have joined our coaching program, didn't question, weren't skeptics, did exactly what we asked them to do and experienced similar success. It's not that much of a challenge. You just follow, read the damn script. That's it. Follow the process. So, yeah, we would do the work. We'd set the appointment. And then um, in the afternoon, we would you know, go on our appointments. That's it. We'd take the listings. We got to the point where we were taking – I mean, really, it was virtually every single listing, which most of our clients do after they've been with us for about six months. You'll have a – you know conversion rate of basically 100%. Use the pre-listing pack, use the listing presentations. That was it. And then we were home in the in the evening. We had two assistants, one handled the closings and the other, you know, were essentially handling all the seller's needs because we had a lot of listings and the sellers would feedback and, you know, sign box and all the rest of it. So we had somebody else handling all that and we did have a part-time runner. That was it. That was the whole thing. The profit margins when you run your business like that are very very expensive. I'm sorry, very very high because the very, very expensive team model and all the rest of it, you let somebody else do that. You guys just focus on going after the, the branding and the websites and all that stuff. That's just all stuff that distracts you from the real work, the things that are actually going to uh, be involved in getting money. When you go on a listing appointment, guys, and you're sitting in front of that expired seller and you're following our listing presentation, you've used our pre-listing pack, they're not going to ask you about your damn Facebook friends. I promise you. They won't. You might bring it up thinking it's something to brag about, but they don't care. Not really. They don't see any real value in it. They will see value in the fact that you can actually get the house sold. So follow the system. Julie, do you have any other points, or can we finish out our topic? Well, <clears throat> call expireds. That's the bottom line. <laughs> call <laughs> expireds. Hallelujah. Please, guys, <laughs> seriously. You don't, you know, you, there's still time for you to have the best 
you know, not only Christmas ever, let's just imagine Christmas Hanukkah. You can actually, you know, get some momentum going into next year. That's what's really exciting. You could hypothetically take the total number of listings you need to basically exceed all your financial goals in really the next 60 days. You could do that if you chose to. Why aren't you? Oh, someone just sent me this message. They want to know about the real estate treasure map. Yes, we're still giving the book away. Yes, you can get it along with Think and Grow Rich and the four other books. All you've got to do is fill out that form, uh, put in your name, your email, your phone number, and when you do, we're going to send you all those books automatically, and you're also going to get an opportunity to speak with one of our new member enrollment coaches, uh, get you started on the real estate treasure map, answer any questions you might have about one of our coaching programs. And remember, uh, you can also go to joinharris.com, joinharris.com, if you're on your mobile device or whatever. Um, you know, there it is. Guys, grab the books, get the treasure map done, make 2017 your best year ever. So, Julie, we're on... Um, point number nine, I think, or point number – what point are we on? A, I think we're on 11. 11, okay. And this is 12 killer qualities of a true entrepreneur. Point number 11, Julie. Point number 11 is that you listen. Now, actress Jessica Alba, co-founder and president of the Santa Monica-based The Honest Company, which sells baby, home, and personal care products, notes that, quote, it's important to surround yourself with people smarter than you and to listen to ideas that aren't yours. I'm open to ideas that aren't mine and people that know what I don't know because I think success takes communication, collaboration, and sometimes failure. So I thought about this, and I wrote for all of our listeners, always be upgrading, learning, implementing. Once you think you already know it all, on that day you become already starting to degrade. Listen to our interviews. If you can pick up just one actionable item from the superstars we interview, pick up a phrase, a script from the top producers, integrate it into your practice. If you pick up just one thing that you take action on from this podcast – you know, thinking about expireds might be a good idea, taking action on it, well, then you'll soon accelerate to the next level. Don't keep trying to reinvent the wheel. Remember, when you think you've seen it all, that's when things will sneak up on you. I had an interesting call with somebody this morning. You know, typical, normal sale, goes to do the walkthrough. There's a squatter in the house. Hadn't dealt with that before, okay? This is an experienced agent. Just when you think you've seen it all, something will bite you. I remember thinking that when we were cranking it and we were kind of developing maybe some ego, or at least I was, and I kept thinking, well, gosh, you know, we've been through so much. I must have seen it all. Do you remember the time that I was right before closing and I got a call that the uh, our seller had actually taken out their wall-to-wall carpet? Like, who does that? Of course that? I do. I'd never dealt yeah. with that before. I don't have a script for that. Well, that was a good smack in the face from the real estate gods going, you know what? You haven't seen it all. You're never going to see it all. You need to be constantly upgrading, learning, implementing, taking action on things so that nothing sneaks up on you like that. So, again, point number 11, you actually listen, you listen, you implement, you know, actionable tactical items. Ready for number 12, and This was in a, fi- this, this oh, a $500,000 house. <laughs> And the guy said, he, yeah, he, rem- he said he removed the carpet because he thought it wasn't included in the sale because it wasn't spe- – you can tell the seller was analytical, right? Because it wasn't yeah. specifically said in, in the, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the purchase contract. <laughs> yeah, it was wall-to-wall carpet. It wasn't like area rugs. I know. You guys, like, if you, when, you, when you sell enough houses, you're gonna, you guys will run into your own flavors of crazy. And if you've been in the yeah. business for a while, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, well, oh, I'm going to tell another one. I got, it, but I got one smart one. Okay, do you remember okay. when we had somebody insist on moving with them, taking their pet graveyard? Do you remember that? With the maple tree that was over it? Yeah. I do, but I, I got unusual. one better than that. I got what one better than that. On me? I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the seller's first name because I know you'll remember. His first name was huh. Joel. It was in New Albany Country Club. Oh, yeah. Okay? 
we're, we're walking through his house. Julie, this was in our neighborhood, so Julie and I, well, adjacent neighborhood. So Julie and I went on this listing appointment together. We're walking through. The house is mostly, mostly vacant, and we walk through, and we go to one of the bedrooms upstairs, and the carpet's tan. And right in the middle of this room, <laughs> in the middle, oh is a big, scary-looking, and it was big, red stain Lock. on the carpet. And I jokingly said, was somebody murdered in here? <laughs> and he didn't he even didn't break his smile. Anything. He didn't say anything. He oh just looked gosh. at both of us and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know because I remember then going into the master bath as we were touring the house and noticing, like, fingernail marks in the um, – like, on the woodwork to the bathroom. Like, okay, stop asking questions. Just get out. <laughs> right? Get the house left. I told the seller to change the carpet and move. Get yeah. out. Well, it turned out he was. It turned out he was a really nice uh, guy and bought a uh, house for, uh, from us for a million dollars. So, but yeah. still, all right. Point number twelve, Joy. <laughs> okay, uh, we could go on. Point number twelve. You focus yes. on what matters when you figure out what matters. Entrepreneurs fall down and pick themselves up until they get it right, says Micah Kaufman, co-founder and CEO of the fast-growth online freelance marketplace called Fiverr. During Fiverr's launch, instead of trying to deal with an endless number of potential challenges, Kaufman and his team focused on the single biggest challenge every marketplace has, building liquidity. Without liquidity, there is no marketplace. So this is a good place to remind them, Tim, what is their product? Profit. Profit is what matters. And I wrote down a quote from William uh, Wordsworth, life is divided into three terms, that which was, which is, and which will be. Let us learn from the past and profit by the present and from the present to live better in the future. So it gets back to knowing what matters, that's profit. And in real estate, that comes from only the handful of things that we do on virtually every podcast, generating leads, following up, pre-qualifying, present, negotiate, close, Lather, rinse, repeat. That's what leads to profit, not all of this other stuff that you guys get polluted by sometimes. But back guys, to go back to that. Those of you who are do, using this for training, those of you who are in offices, those of you – I know there's big brokers that I personally coach, and I know your guys' margins. And agents, remember I told you this. When you think about going to your broker and asking for a larger commission split, and what I'm about to tell you will shock you, and you think I'm making it up. I'm not. Most brokers are making less, more like a 6 or 7% margin. That's it. That's their profit. That's all they're making. In other words, being a broker just makes you broker. There are some exceptions, obviously, but agents just keep that in mind. Chances are your broker at this point is just essentially, you know, they're not, they're not, it's not like you think. It's really not. And so from your perspective, from an agent's perspective, or from a broker's perspective, how that has happened, how we've allowed our profit margins, even as individual agent practitioners, how we've basically gotten to this point in our industry where we think having these pathetically low margins is okay, acceptable, just because when you go to conferences and whatnot, and let's say you're thinking about forming a team or you have a real estate team, and people talk about, brag about their 10% or their 15% or their 18% profit margin, just because that's what yours is, that's not good. That sucks. That's a really shitty a profit margin. Why are you accepting that? It's because you are putting profit last. You need to put profit first. Guys, there's a great book, one of my favorite, uh, favorite business books of all time. Um, profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. He has 15 really great rules about – now, he's a business consultant. usually works with businesses that are much larger than even the largest real estate brokerage. But, guys, go and read that, business, uh, go read that book, Profits Aren't Everything, They're the Only Thing. And his first rule is basically your product is profit. Oh, that isn't his rule, but that's my translation of it. So your product is profit. In other words, yes, you have to sell houses. 
you have to, yes, you have to have happy customers. Yes, you have to whatever, whatever your standard answer is. But really what your product is is profit. If after you do a transaction, you, every single one of you listening to me, please write this down. Do not let anyone get you off this. You need to be making at least a 50% profit margin on every real estate transaction you do. You understand what I just said? At least a 50% profit margin. If you're running your business smart, if it's just you and maybe one or two assistants and you haven't been suckered into the whole buying, buying, buying buyer leads and all the rest of it, you could be making close to a 75% margin. That's real. That's profit. Your real estate business will not make you rich. Don't forget that. Your real estate business will not make you rich. It's the profits from the real estate business that will make you rich. Those are not the same thing. If your real estate business is just making enough money for you to make ends meet, for you to get by, for you to have a nice lifestyle, congratulations. That's a dream of many people. But you're not getting rich because you don't have enough money left over to reinvest it and to buy rental properties, to pay off your mortgage, to do the things that you really wanted to do in the first place when you got into real estate. So have your mindset be that your principal product, your objective of your business is to make a profit. That's it. Profit. All the other thoughts that follow that come after the profit motive. Your first line item and every single check that you get needs to be taking that profit off and putting it in the bank. Stockpiling that money, getting ready for investment opportunities, buying some investment properties, fully funding your retirement accounts if you want to do that. That's the reason you got into this business. Do not allow your potentiality to be ruined by bad thinking. Guys, listen, we have to wrap for today. We're going to pick up where we're going to see tomorrow. Yes, we're going to pick up where we left off. Uh, actually, new show tomorrow. And uh, if you need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. So here's your homework. Please, every single one of you, you know what I'm going to say, right? Come on. Make at least every single one of you. You know, here, share with us your success after having done this assignment. I'm going to give you something super easy that all of you can do. You have no excuse not to do this. Make five expired contacts. Either call them, use our scripts, or go knock on their door. I don't care if you don't have, if you have never done it before. Go make five expired contacts. Do it. Even if you get rejected five times, do it. Just go do it. That's all I'm asking you to do. Five expired contacts. I promise you, you're going to start realizing what we're saying is true, and it's easier than you think. And then expires is going to become one of the original spokes of your business. Look, guys, we can add the paid lead generation stuff later. We can talk about the Facebook stuff later. We can talk about the team stuff later. We can talk about the other stuff you know, later, after we've got the very the core pillars of your real estate practice that produces the consistent income revenue, which con produces a consistent profit. Once those are in place, then we can start going into the more of the hypothetical lead generation stuff. That's the reason we present this information to you guys. We're not going to go and start talking about the paid lead generation stuff because that's just going to make you broke. Go after the free lead generation stuff first. It's the most profitable way for you to run your business. If you need us for anything, send me an email directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. So your homework is to make five expired contacts, and as always, please share this radio show with as many other agents as you possibly can. We appreciate it. Hey, guys, let me be the first to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>